Hi everyone, this is Nia and you're listening to The Pivot, the podcast of a life science professional who got her first industry job before finishing her PhD. Stay tuned if you're someone who is soon to be a PhD looking for some PhD experience from Australia and if you're someone who is contemplating a move from academia to industry, this podcast is for you. Welcome. Okay, in this episode, I would like to talk about five things no one told me about getting a PhD. The first thing, what got you here won't get you there. And you're right, if you're thinking that, okay, I've heard this one. This is a title of a book by Marshall Goldsmith. But actually, this is where I want to start. What got you here won't get you there. Allow me to explain. So, just because you're always good in your studies, that doesn't mean that you can survive your PhD. What got you here will not get you there. And the sooner you understand that, actually, that's better for you. For instance, when you were doing your bachelor's, think about it, you had a structured syllabus to follow, right? So, you know, if you're someone like me, you don't study anything at all until you got a date for the exam and you prepare for that month leading to the exam and you can still get away with an A. And although in hindsight, I feel like we are actually tested on memory during those days, don't you think? Anyway, so understand that doing a PhD takes a lot of work and especially to the ones who don't actually enjoy the research part which is actually something for a discussion for some another day well so the next thing that I want to share is to decide your goals early look I get it I get that you can't have a structured syllabus for a PhD right like a bachelor's or a master's maybe but if you think about it, we spent almost a year or almost like or at least six months doing the literature review and we come up with our aims and our plans for the next three, three and a half years. And that's what that's what we are reviewed by the thesis examination committee during our confirmation. If, if you are someone in Australia, I really don't know how it works in the other parts of the world. But so I made a terrible mistake of going with the whim when it comes to my PhD plan. Let's say that, okay, I had a plan to do the PCI experiment and I like I didn't really think about what, like when should I have the result for that, uh, for that experiment that I'm doing or what is actually the purpose and if something is not going to work out, what am I going to do next? Like, a, you know, a backup plan for a backup plan or something like that. And again, I'm not saying that we should actually plan everything like every month or every week of the day but I'm saying that it is it would be good to at least have a compass you know at least a direction to understand where you're going where you're headed so you know I remember from my like it was in the third year of my PhD I think I started setting a monthly goal like a weight goal but I had a goal and 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 for me personally if I plan too much I won't do it so it's a good thing if you can look at your departmental guidelines and establish a clear PhD aims the experiment plan and run it through by your supervisor or your postdocs or your I think your supervisor would be the best bet so and and also understand again the goals are going to change nothing is set in stone especially during a PhD but it will give you a direction to follow. All right. 
And the third and the most important thing, failure is inevitable. You are going to fail no matter how smart you are, no matter whatever you are, you're going to fail because that's how PhD is supposed to be. You learn from your mistakes. And I know that, okay, okay, you might be thinking, Nia, I, I know this already. Everybody has told me that. But again, I think it is important to, to put in a little bit of perspective because as someone uh, who always did well in school and growing up in India, I somehow associated failure with my identity. Like in my mind, I set high standards and I was like, if I'm failing this experiment, okay, you know what? Be just because I'm not good at it. I don't know anything about it and I'm a failure. And when you when you go with your PhD, like by the third year or like your second year of your PhD, you will understand that you're going to, you're going to fail more than you, that more than you are going to succeed in that experiment and the failure it's just a part of the game it's just a part of the process and the sooner you accept it the better you would be and and then by time i realized like i learned to dissociate failure from my identity it's just like okay i and like Earlier, I had bad days, like if I failed an experiment, especially those flow cytometry days, shout out to all those people who are working with flow cytometry, you know how hard it is, right? So like sometimes if I fail, like especially again, uh, if you're someone who is trying to optimize an experiment for the very first time, you are someone who is working on the lab alone doing that, you would be the person who is doing all the work and you're going to fail a lot of times. Listen, I hear you, I feel for you, but understand that this is going to happen and that's okay. Okay, the next thing is being organized is an understatement, I would say, during your PhD days. So growing up, you know, I was always, and I think I'm still a, working in, pro, a work in progress, sorry, when it comes to being organized, uh, having a properly organized folder or sometimes maybe even a way to name your experiments that can go a long way. I, I really can't tell you how many experiments have I repeated because I was poor in organizing things. Talk to my supervisor, he knows better. <laughs> it's a waste of time and resources. And also, you know, when it comes to being organized, it's also good to write down even your meeting notes with your supervisor. And that can actually help you. Maybe, you know, when you are nearing your completion and your supervisor is like, okay, you need to do one more experiment. And then if you have that meeting notes where you have discussed that, that experiment is not actually required for this thesis, you can show him, okay, you know what? You actually told me that this is not, like we discussed that this is, this is not required for the thesis and why why are you telling me that it's it is needed now so that helps right okay and the last one for now it's never too early to start writing your thesis i know again this is also something that your uh, postdocs might have told you when you joined the lab or you know if this is if i'm the person who is telling you this for the very first time okay hear this out. It's never too early to start writing your thesis. And, you know, I would recommend having even a master word document where you put in all the ideas, just one word document. 
And I'll tell you what two things that I have done, especially during my writing phase. I didn't follow my own advice because I didn't, I didn't do it. And that's why I'm telling you, please do it. So if you have a master word document and where you can put in all the ideas, like if you, if you think about, okay, this might work or this is the reason why we want to do that, put that in, in that word document. And also give a good, good heading or something like that, a subheading. And you try to use that, that style formatting where you see in, when you open a word document, there is a normal, no spacing, that, that formatting styles are there. And try to use that even when you're starting this master word document. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if you have a master word document where you have jotted down all your ideas, and if you also have created your headings and subheadings, you can actually create a table of contents, even if it's for your that, that word document. And in that way, you can actually go and pick whatever is like, you know, if you go to your table of contents, you will see what is, because you will forget, this is three or three and a half year project. You will forget what you, what you thought of about something in your first year. So always try to document it and always make something as easy as possible. Make a system where it is, there's, there should be a reason why you're doing this. And if that's something that I have, pe I have listened to people in YouTube uh, talking about uh, putting in all the, uh, about all the publications and the notes and everything in the PowerPoint, to be honest, personally, I really don't think that makes sense unless it is put into context. I'm always that big picture sort of person. I need to know why this paper is important. So if you put that paper, even if, if you are utilizing the comment section in the Word document, you put in the reference and you think and you write there about why you think that this idea is this idea is worth writing or you're adding the reference in it. So that will help you. Okay? And also understand your first draft, that's going to be a disaster. Understand it. Accept it. Do not try too hard on your first draft because once you do your first draft, even if, you know, maybe after five or six attempts, like you feel like, you know, this is really a good draft to, to send it to your supervisor. I'm telling you, from my experience, you will get a lot of comments. And, and I think for my fourth chapter, if I'm not wrong, I completely rewrote that chapter. Every single thing, I rewrote it. And, I, and I'm glad I rewrote that chapter, you know, because we can't actually, we need other people's input. So even if it's at your literature review or your methods chapter, whatever it is, your first draft, that's going to be a disaster. And if you are too afraid to show it to your supervisor, which I don't think you should be, but I wasn't the same bot as you, if you are thinking like that. So I get it. Uh, so accept it and we need, we need something to, we need that draft to work on first. And always remember, best thesis is a finished one. Best thesis is a finished one. So writing is hard. It, only, it will only get better by practice. Okay, let's wrap up this episode. If someone asks me whether I regret doing a PhD, my answer will be a resounding no. And if someone asked me whether I would like to do another PhD, my answer is still going to be a resounding no. I think one is enough. So whatever I or someone might tell you to watch out for, you know, 
I'm sorry. I think you're going to make some mistakes along the way because that the journey it's too long not to make any mistakes. And I think you should. Who likes being perfect anyway? All my experiences that I had during the time it's completely personal and no one can take that away. And I wish you the same. Create experiences that one day you will laugh about and always always remember why you started your phd in the first place enjoy your phd journey and it's going to be worth it trust me so thanks everyone for listening and if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to support the podcast please share it with others post it on social media or leave a rating and review you can also follow me on linkedin at nia lopez uh, thanks again and i'll catch you next time bye bye